Billy, are you ready for a podcast? Apparently, now I'm ready. (laughs) Welcome to Their Very Best, the podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Waldron Faulkner. And I'm Bill Noto. Thanks for joining us for wild, unsolicited opinions about the Radiohead album, The Benz. Two jumps in a week, but you think that's pretty clever, don't you, boy? And, Waldron, I feel like we might need to change the name of our podcast to... They're very best on each album. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> because... This is two in a row for me, isn't it? Timid. The timid bid for <laughs> for declaring their very best. The podcast where Waljin and Bill listen to an album and talk about it. <laughs> well, I think in this case we can do a three by three. I only have four. So if you exhaust my... You know what? I also only have four. And I feel like if we both have the same four songs from this album, that will be some kind of a, a magic trick. And that will be the episode. I don't. I propose in that case we don't have to have six, even if it's a ten-minute episode, which I don't think it'll be. I'll get us started. Okay, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna pick a song. It's a three by three. Billy, you are the host because this was your pick, not mine. Even though Radiohead is supposed to be one of my sacred cows, but I was willing to let you have this one because this is not one of my sacred cow albums. Okay. I'm going to start us off with fake plastic trees. Green plastic watering can. One of my picks. I love it. Okay, here we go. We're going down the road. Yep. It's a great song. Tell us why it's your first pick. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to talk first about why this album isn't in my list of canonical Radiohead albums. Mm. And it's because, like, all of my favorite bands seem to, and by favorites, I mean, like, those ones that I've obsessed over, and I include Radiohead in that. They have multiple phases in their in their careers. And I think a lot of the great bands have this, where they got a notoriety right out of the gate for one thing, but they didn't become great until they did something brand new. I, we talk a lot about Pink Floyd and Radiohead. I think of both of those as bands that went into the studio and weren't constrained by the palette of 12 tones and instruments that we already know about and and became creative to build a thing that could not have been considered derivative. You know, I've always been really upset when bands say, oh, Coldplay and Radiohead are the same. (laughs) To me, they couldn't be more different. Mm. Now, this song kind of reminds me of the Coldplay songs that I love, which are a few, but but they exist, right? Mm. And I kind of get it. You know, like they were in a slot. They were in a Brit alternative rock slot and they did it really well. This is a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And there's a song that I kind of feel like is um, hints that they're going to be moving into a more creative, less derivative space in future. It's not this one. I don't know. Do you? I've been talking a long time. What do you think? No, I like hearing you talk and hearing your thoughts, so don't worry about it. But I feel like you didn't say you like Coldplay. I like some Coldplay songs. I'll say that. 
to me, it's like Radiohead is extremely cool. Coldplay is not. And if anything, Coldplay is derivative of Radiohead, in my mind, not the other way around. You know? Right. I do like some Coldplay. Uh, there's one album I like, the Parachutes <laughs> album. Okay, that thing's got some bangers on it, and maybe we should do an episode just on that one album. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. We should do an episode on Coldplay, but we shouldn't. They, I don't want to get. I don't hold them in the same like reverence where I'm going to give them single album treatment. Well, the reason they're they're in a single album treatment in, in this case isn't because they've got like they've got so many albums that we have to get through it's because that's the only album i care to listen to, to it might work honest. out that way okay but i right. I, would, I would call it cold place very best on principle <laughs> okay well I, I love that really i love that idea and it, this is a beautiful song you know and it kind of does don't you agree it kind of sounds like that Coldplay era. Well, what are the things in common? There's like the falsetto, there's the acoustic guitar, there's the dynamics. The, uh, the vibe of it. It's from England. I don't know if you had this experience, but I like a lot of the songs in this album. It was hard for me to pick which ones I wanted to talk about. Like, a lot of them have, the, have a lot of things in common in terms of dynamics and really awesome angular guitar sounds and a variety of guitar sounds, like acoustic and then electric. Different kinds of effects. Good sounding drums, good sounding bass. Not that they all sound the same, I don't want to say that, but that like it was hard to pick? Or was it easy for you to pick? It was a little bit hard to pick. Mm -hmm. And it's because none of these songs are in my all-time all favorite Radiohead playlist, which I have. None, none, of, none of these songs are on. None of them? No, I don't think so. Did any of them make it there by virtue of the experience you had putting this together? Not yet, but, you know, the evening is young, Billy. Let's hear what your picks are. Maybe you can talk me into it. That does happen quite a bit. <sighs> Let's just pick the bends. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm going back. I'm not picking the bends. I change, oh. I'm changing my mind. Okay. I'm going to pick... Uh, I kind of want to pick the bends. <laughs> or Planet Telex. I like both of those first two songs a lot. You must pick, Billy. All right, I'll pick. Let me suggest. I'll pick. No, you may not suggest. <laughs> I reject the notion of you even suggesting. I'm going to pick Planetalics. Okay, good. <laughs> that is also on my list. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. So I had a hard time picking one because I, I just now looked at my best Radiohead, comma, chronological playlist. <laughs> Nothing from the Benz is on it. Interesting. I feel like you somehow missed this album, and not because it's not good. It's because of something yeah, maybe. that was just going on. You were paying, you were composing at this time or something. No, it's because when I discovered 
When I discovered Radiohead, I heard Kid A and I was sold. Okay, got it. And to me, Kid A is when it all begins. Yeah, interesting. I got it. And that's the point where they stop being anything that you could consider like Coldplay in any way. Mm, I see what you're saying. Hmm. And that's the part that's interesting to me. It's like post Sid Barrett era Pink Floyd. <laughs> right? All right, I got to talk about this song for a second. We'll come back to your thoughts on okay. Kid A. Perhaps we do the Kid A album. <laughs> but right. One thing that quickly jumped out at me on, on this one is the bass drum pattern, which feels Bonham-esque, even though it's sort of straight. It's a very 16th note complex bass drum pattern. Right. Can you hear it? Can you like put your ear at that register and hear the... It's not a particularly fast tempo. Like, I don't think it's technically hard to play. You can force it, but it will stay I just found it, I find it a compelling and kind of unusual pattern. One thing I like about this song and why it's my number two pick is because I like the use of the tremolo as a rhythmic component in the song. We've talked before about like when the tremolo doesn't match the tempo of the song and that's an interesting choice to make. It's a slower tremolo at the beginning and then when it gets later into the song, it starts going really fast and I don't know, is it like 16th triplets? We're not hearing it yet, but. Let's talk about it when we get to it because I'm I'm interested. I don't think I, I don't think my ear is teasing out that tremolo part at all right now. It's not it, you're not hearing it right now. All right. Do you think lyrics matter for Radiohead? Do lyrics matter for Radiohead? So that's the slower tremolo there. Can't you yeah, okay. You know what I mean? That. Yeah, it does kind of match. It's not exactly on the beat, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Nineteen ninety-five. I was a sophomore in college. I just—it's like Clinton administration. You know what I mean? It's pre nine eleven. It's a simpler time, a more innocent time, <laughs> becoming a less innocent time. All right, next pick, Wadron. All right. Well, you've forced me to go to my number one pick. And it's called Bulletproof, I Wish I Was. Is it on your list? It is on my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a song that I think maybe hints towards where they're going to be going later. Oh, this is the one that I wanted to sing along to when I was at Hannaford this afternoon shopping for my groceries. And I was trying to do it like extremely sotto voce so no one could hear me. It's very compelling. You want to sing along to it. This is an interesting song for me because, as I said, like later on we're going to get some moments where we don't necessarily know what the instruments are. It doesn't really matter what the instruments are, which is a, a world that was promised by the advent of music synthesizers, right? Hmm. You could make any noise you wanted, and yet we still make our try to make our synths sound like a Hammond B3 or whatever, or a Rhodes or right. whatever you know kind of thing. And 
it struck me, especially when I was in music school, I was learning about like 12 tone and uh, more, you know, all kinds of different music. And I thought, why are we so captivated by the, I called it before the palette of noises and pitches that we use to make music? Hmm. And, and why are we? And I think it's why are we is, is easy to explain. It's because that's what everyone's used to. But I used to think about this <laughs> a lot even before then, thinking about the drums. What were we talking about? Was it Pink Floyd Animals when you were talking about um, how, like, the drums, you don't have a lot of notes to work with, right? But I always thought, how tones, bizarre is it? In terms of tonalities, yeah. yeah. Pitches, right. yeah. How, how on earth did we end up with that? Like, there are four sounds. You get hi-hat, which can make, like, several different sounds. And, and you know, I'm, I'm no, acknowledging yeah. that you can do, uh, like, you can do different stuff within the thing. Same as you can with a guitar. You pick the note down by the bridge, and it's more twangy, and, like, you, you can put flavor in it. But, you know, with the cymbals and hi-hats, those are, like, maybe three sounds. You get a tom sound, and you get a snare sound. Right? I like the way the strong sound, the strong songs guy describes it. It's like you get like a thud, which is like the bass sound, the pop, which is like the snare sound, and the sizzle, which is the high end. Nice, right? I like and, that too. And the, and the tom tones are really like the only tonality ranges, right? Yeah, until you have octobonds. Sure, but right, those but, are toms too. Right, and it just seems like such a restrictive palette. But what does that have to do with Bulletproof, I wish I was? I'm lost. Because it's the first of the songs, or, or maybe one of the few songs on this album, that hints towards the thing that I think of being as so creative in the later period of Radiohead, where they're just making, they're using whatever noises they can. They're not really trapped by, oh, this is what a B3 should sound like. Mm -hmm. They're making... Oh, they're just making up... They're just going with sounds they like. They're finding... It's one thing to like make a noise and say, oh, that sounds weird. Let me work with that. It's another thing to say, there's a sound I'm looking for. I don't know what it is. It's not one of the instruments that's in my rhythm section or a horn or something that I know of yet. I, it's got to have this edge to it. Can I recreate it? Can I find it in the wild and hmm. um, can you mess point, with can it? Can you go back to the song and find that? Because what's interesting is like the thing I like about Bulletproof is that Tom York falsetto like i find that like very comforting and soothing and like i don't know loving and that's a reassuring sound of familiarity what's that oh that wah, 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 wah. there's some yeah. weird sounds up there yeah yeah that is I can tell you what it is. It's, it's the output of a, of a delay from some note that happened many generations back being <laughs> messed with. <laughs> when you take a delay and you make a note and it goes echoey, and then you make it go faster, <laughs> that has the effect of changing the pitch of it, <laughs> obviously, because it's more frequent or changes the frequency of the repeating pattern. <laughs> do you want to do a bonus one i've one or two bonus ones or should we just wrap it up right there well no we need six songs i've had two picks 
And I've got another I've got another song I can go to, but this one was my pick. It's your turn for a pick. All right. If you don't have another pick, I do. My next pick is just. <laughs> okay, that's also mine. <laughs> that was my last pick. That's my number four. That's amazing. Good job. Did we really overlap with four songs? Because you were also going to play the Benz. That was my fifth song. My top four were Planet Telex, Fake Plastic Trees, Just, and Bulletproof. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's a first. That's a first ever. Their very best history. I love that. This is just straight up rock band. Totally. thought you'd like the drums in it too i do and the thing i like best about it is the guitar sounds at the end when we got there i'll try to point it out this is a headbanger it seems very nirvana totally it's almost punk almost grunge I was like, you know, air guitaring this when I was listening to it at the Prudus Isle. So embarrassing. <laughs> when we do a video series, uh, <laughs> what it's going to be, Billy, is me like following you around. Uh, like I'll have a crew that follows you around Hannaford's while you're preparing for an episode. Look, watching. I didn't come to their very best to make friends. <laughs> So, what do you think? Do the words matter? I think the words matter if if they got them wrong, they would matter a lot. I think that they weave together a, um, a mood palette that, that goes well with the sounds of the... I, I agree. I think they matter. I, for this band, I think they matter. I mean, I think that, like, there's emotional weight to the lyrics. They're not just sounds in a mouth. I'm not sure I've actually thought about the words of any of these songs on this album. When we get to Kid A, finally. Real quick, I just want to point out this sort of dynamic in the sound right here. Like, this sounds like so sweet, this part. And then you hear, like, ah, yeah. Super edgy, angular, distorted. I love that. It's not a dynamics of volume or like forte pianissimo. It's like a it's like a dynamics of untreated melody with like heavily treated and affected and distorted yeah. harmony. Right? Would you agree? Yeah, I like that. I mean, you, you need a, a moment to catch your breath there at the bridge. Yeah. Or whatever that thing is. Yeah. It's still guitars. Like you could play this live with an effects pedal totally. and and a four-piece band. Very high on the neck, right there. That's some feedback, though. It's not. But he's all the way up there, right? I don't know how he's making that thing. This guitar sound here is what I like. Hmm. 
there's an acoustic in there too. By the way, a critical very bestie who often gives me feedback in life. Oh. What does Martha say about this? <laughs> has given me feedback that sometimes when we talk about technical things, she's left being like, I don't know what you're talking about and why should I care? <laughs> so I feel like um, the feedback is we need to like connect the technical to like the impact it has when you hear it. Just got feedback and it's not on the neck, Billy. <laughs> I think she's right. And I've had the same thought sometimes where I'm, I don't know. One of the vibes that we've gone for in the podcast is it's two people just talking to the, to each other about music. We're talking with each other about music, right? It's not scripted. Yeah. We don't know when we're going to talk about is that feedback or is it played somewhere on the neck? Feedback is a noise. <laughs> I don't even know how to ex- explain it. I mean, like, oh, I mean, we could don't explain it. Just say like what it does emotionally. Like that's more interesting. I was talking about the dynamics between how the sound changes from being like clean to being really distorted. And I think it just takes it to a different emotional register when you go back and forth between those two. Right. And yeah. so that's to me, like what effect that has on the song. Is well, we, like, could, we could talk about it for a minute and, and try to do some explanation. Cause I think that's a good idea. And in general, and if it's too way too much, then we can cut it. Yeah, and I don't know what we play it. What you know, what we play under it when we talk. Maybe it's this song. But should we get technical, Walter? Let's get technical. <laughs> no, so, um, distorted guitar, clean guitar is just like guitar through an amplifier. Distorted guitar is you turn that amp up too loud and it can't really handle it and it gets all fuzzy. Gets all crunchy, crunchy and fuzzy, and then people decided to love that sound and they started creating little boxes that sit on the floor and your guitar sound goes through that thing and it turns the crunchiness on for you and you can command it. Like in the old days, the way you would do distortion is you just turn the volume up super loud to the point where like the, it was going past what it was designed to do, right? Like it was making the speaker do things it wasn't designed. But it wasn't too long before, like we talked, I listened, re-listened to the Rolling Stones episode uh, not too long ago. And we talked about how Keith Richards' fuzz box in Satisfaction. I mean, what year Mm -hmm. is that? Like 68, Mm -hmm. 67, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If then, you know, that was, I'm pretty sure like an effect, not like actual Mm -hmm. amp Mm -hmm. turned up really loud. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, going between that clean sound you know, when you turn on the uh, the edgy distortion sound, it definitely makes a lot more noise and it's uncontrolled. And and feedback, it's all, everyone's aware of like that high-pitched sound when the microphone is too mm-hmm. loud at the school gym. Mm-hmm. That's feedback, but it happens in the guitar too when the sound starts to get in back through the pickups of the guitar, the thing that picks up the vibrations. And that what makes that sound so wild and out of control is because it is out of control. It's not a, like being, I've never been able to do it. People who can control feedback and make it make your guitar like feedback, you have to have the right volume. You've got to have and the do right... it musically and do it like with right. intention. And control like, it. Yeah, that's not easy. I never, I never did that. And so at the end of that song, just and we'll listen to it real quick, so you can hear the distortion here, and that's opposed to the clean sound right here. So he turned off the distortion pedal and got this thing. And everyone sort of breathes like an emotional sigh of relief. Yeah. Tension and release is what everything's about, right? And then back to the distortion, you can feel... 
I think we're going to have to talk about feedback when we talk about Neil Young, too. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how well Neil Young controls anything. Mm-hmm. So he's going up the neck here. And if he's got the thing loud enough, then... That's feeding back. I don't know what note that could possibly be. Because it comes down so quickly. It's, it's almost like it was on a whammy bar. Mm. In my little notes about this song, like the guitar at the end here is really what made the song for me. So I'm glad that we're able to use it to talk technical. I feel like he was like sustaining the note and like pointing his guitar at the amp and then like turned away from the amp without moving his finger off the neck. After the note comes away, it descends to a to another pitch and stays there. Yeah, who knows what happened there in the very end. I don't know. Doesn't sound like a whammy bar to me, though. Do you think we can write to Tom York and find out what he did? Is there like a... Johnny Greenwood, is that the guitarist? Johnny Greenwood asked me anything on Reddit happening anytime soon? Like, what's going on? How do we... (laughs) That's a good idea. I'm so curious. I want to know. You know what? I love the fact that, like, we had the same songs. Never before. So, Billy, hmm. did we decide it? I mean, we sure decided the top four songs on this album, if not the very best. I mean, it's so hard. Oh, it's rocking. How do you not love this? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. This is like serious stadium anthem rock, is it not? It is. And that's not, to me, that's not my radio head. That's why. That's not your jam. Yeah. yeah. But it's still fun. It is fun. It's good. <laughs> so, Billy, is it decided for the bands or not? Are you going to declare their very best? So, so, I listen, I won't say, because I know it's not in Waldron canon, that the Benz <laughs> is one of Radiohead's best albums, but it's a fucking great album. Dude, this is your episode. You can declare whatever you want right now. I don't know what I think the best song is. I think Fake Plastic Trees is probably the best one. I like the Bulletproof one, but you have made your declaration and Fake Plastic Trees, it is. It shall be. So, Billy, the people have to get in touch with Instagram at their very best. You know what, Waldron? I don't think anyone cares to get in touch. I don't think they care. Well, let's they don't. Prove Billy wrong, very besties. <laughs> I know you're out there. I hear from you all the time at Facebook, their very best, by email. You know what? Instead of this section, I'm going to tell you where people are listening to their very best. Global hotspots. New York City, My Morning Jacket. Nice. Astoria, New York, Jeff Beck. Check that out. Denby, Dale, England, The Cure. Mountain View, California, Taylor Swift. I love the variety. Columbus, Ohio, Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> well, variety you shall have, Billy, because... Boston, Lord Huron. Tomorrow morning, our John Prine episode goes live. There you go. First foray into country music. Yeah, that's going to mix things up. Tim did a good job on that. Yeah. Ipswich, England, The Beta Band. Bedford, England, 
Sydney, New South Wales, Dire Straits. There are a lot of people listening to their very best. Birmingham, England, De La Soul. Sounds like we're huge in England. Seattle, everything. Someone's a completionist in Seattle. Oh, Ripley, England, a lot of England. PJ Harvey, so yeah. I'll be damned, Billy. Clermont, Florida, Lenny Kravitz. You know, these are places where I haven't seen listeners before, so I'm delighted to see London, De La Soul, Dallas, Texas, Philadelphia. Oh my God. Dude, I can only use so much of this. All right. So please do get in touch and please do leave us a five-star review. We're really grateful for those. Five stars only. We'll do more of these. So beware. Watch out. We'll be offering more unsolicited wrong opinions in the near future. I'm Bill. And I'm Waldron, and thanks for listening to Their Very Best. Billy, should we try a version of the copy where um, I pretend I'm Bill Noto doing the watch out part? <laughs> Alright, try it again. Start start again. We'll do more of these. We're gonna do more of these, so beware. Watch out. <laughs> so we'll be offering more unsolicited <laughs> in the near future. I'm Bill. <laughs> Is that really what it feels like? And I'm Waldron, and thanks for listening to Their Very Best. <laughs> Where do we go from here? The woods are coming out.